John chapter 1, verses 9 to 13. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was not made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The Apostle John gives us one of the clearest images of what Christmas is all about. It's an image of the good news. The light that came and pierced through the darkness. John reminds us that at Christmas, we celebrate that Jesus is the true light who came to dispel all darkness. Jesus is the true light who came to dispel all darkness. Let's look at the nature of this true light. Look at it in verse 9. The true light. Now, the true light here is not some kind of a flash of light beam that flashes to your eyes. The true light is not a light beam, but a living being. The true light is the person in verse 1 of John chapter 1. He is called the Word. Now, let me back up a few verses so I would like to unpack the nature of this light. In verse 1, he existed before time and before creation. He does not have a beginning, nor does he have an end. He is eternal, infinite, the alpha, the omega. In verses 1 and 2, he was with God. If this is a being who existed before time, before creation, and was with God, then this being, my friends, is God. Now we see the triunity of God. One God, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now we know that the Word is God. The Word here is the Son of God. If you would look down in verse 14, that explains that the Word here is the Son of God. This makes, in verse 9, the true light, the Son of God. He is the Creator in verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He is the creator God. He created the mountains. He created the seas. He created the valleys. The depth of the earth is in his hands. He created the greater lights, and he created the lesser lights. When he spoke, galaxy of stars were born. He stretched out the heavens. He created all things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible. He put into place thrones, dominions, government officials, rulers, CEOs, authorities. All things were created by God and for the purpose of radiating his glory. He is the mighty creator God. Now, what's remarkably humbling about this is that the eternal being, the creator of the world who formed and fashioned the world, 
are the very same hands that gently, fearfully, wonderfully form our inward parts and has knit us together in our mother's womb. He is the source of life. He is the source of our existence. He is a good God. He is a personal God. He's not like a cold, passive, cosmic being that after creating us, he just abandoned us. Colossians 1, 16 to 17 says, All things were created through him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is a personal God who is concerned about his people. He is concerned about you and me. If he knows the number of galaxies of stars in the cosmos and know them by name and know all the numbers of hair strands on your head, wouldn't you think he knows you by name? Wouldn't he know your cares and concerns? Wouldn't you know, he know your fears and tears? Wouldn't he know your frustrations and anxieties? Wouldn't he know the very details of your life? Wouldn't he know what you truly need? Wouldn't he know your greatest need? Yes, friends. He knows your greatest need. The need to be forgiven. The need to be redeemed. The need to be ransomed. The need to be saved from our sins. The need to be set free from the slavery of sin. And the need to be eternally accepted by God. This is why in verse 9 to 10, the true light, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the source of all life in creation, came into the world. Now, the world here means the world of men and human society, which is in disobedience to God. So he came into the world as a true light because his light provides life to men. And we see that in verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The life that John, the author of this book, meant was not physical life. Although God did create us physically, but what he is talking about is spiritual life, new life, eternal life that humanity do not and cannot possess by their own. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Friends, this is the reason why Christ came, to call many out of darkness and place them into his marvelous light. The Son of God, the majestic creator, came down from heaven took the form of a servant, was born of a virgin, laid on a manger, and wrapped in swaddling clothing. He came in human form, and the angel sings glory to God in the highest. 
Emmanuel, God with us. But the story doesn't end there. This is usually the Christmas story that we hear, but it doesn't end there, friends. He grew up as a man, lived per- with perfect obedience to God the Father, but one night he was betrayed with a kiss by a friend, and the rest of his friends abandoned him. He was unjustly judged by evil men to death, death on the cross. He was whipped beaten up, mocked, ridiculed, crowned with thorns. His hands, the very hands that formed and fashioned the world, the very hands that knit you together in your mother's womb are the very hands that were nailed on a tree. On that cross was the darkest time for the light of the world. He bore the weight of our sins and was judged by God the Father in our place. The author of life was willing to give his life to ransom us from our sins. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, we are healed. He died for you and for me. But the story didn't stop there. On the third day, on the third day, he rose from the grave, defeating death, sin, and Satan. Jesus lived to die so that we might have life eternal. Friends, this is the Christmas story. From his crowning glory, he was sent to the cradle. And from the cradle, he marched towards the cross for the redemption of his people. Friends, the symbol of Christmas is not Christmas lights hanging on a tree. But it is about the righteous man. The light of the world who was hanged on a tree to redeem his people from his sins. Jesus is the true light of Christmas. Jesus is the true light and his light is life-giving light to those who believe. This is the good news. This is the wonderful news. This is great news. This is the gospel of Christ. Friends, I urge you, repent from your sins. Turn away from them. 180 degrees. Not 360. Repent from your sins. Put your faith in Christ's finished work on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Friends, after our time together this evening, there will be two types of people who will go out from that door. First are those who have seen the light of Christ and with broken hearts and crushed spirits have repented from their sins and believe in Christ for salvation. Praise God! But there is a second group that will move out from this place. And they will reject him. 
Unfortunately, this is not surprising. Verse 10 to 11, John 1. The world was made through Jesus, yet the world did not know Jesus. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Jesus came to his own people, the Jews. He preached about the kingdom of God. He fed them, healed them, uh, uh, raised some of them from the dead, showed kindness, forgiveness, compassion for the lost, exemplified great zeal towards God. But despite the evidences of his claims as the promised Savior, they still did not know him. They still did not believe him. They rejected him. Friends, the real reason why people reject Jesus Christ is not because of lack of evidences of Christ's messianic claims. But because people, people love darkness more than they love the true light. People who deliberately choose to remain in sin rather than to run to the Savior. People love darkness more than light. And John chapter 3 verse 19 to 20 explains that to us. And this is the word of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. Yes, God created all of us. Yes, we are his. But not all of us are his children. We cannot love sin and love Jesus at the same time. It's either you hate sin and love Jesus. Or love sin and hate Jesus. 1 John chapter 3 verse 9. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning. Why? Because he has been born of God. The true child of the light hates and fights the sin he once loved and pursues sweet communion with Christ, his newfound love daily. The test of who your father really is is whether you love Jesus or despise him. John eight forty two. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. A warning from Jesus to those who continue to reject him and remains in their sin. And here's the warning from Jesus, John 8, 24. I told you that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. From the mouth of Jesus. Friends, do not be the person who will come out of this place rejecting Christ. Repent from your sins. Put your faith in Christ's finished work on the cross for salvation. The darkness of sin could not overcome the light of the world. 
There is hope because Christ has risen and sin is defeated. Jesus did not come in vain. Here is the gospel promise in verse 12 to 13. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. Jesus transformed children of darkness into children of life. He promised that whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Friends, there is hope. Because Jesus is the true light who came to dispel all darkness. Now for those of us who are followers of Christ, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5, gives us a promise. We will still face some season of darkness. But here's the pr promise that the Lord gave us in 1 John 5, 4 to 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world of faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? What is this verse saying? This means because Jesus Christ has defeated darkness for us, we, through Jesus Christ, can overcome the darkness of the world. Because nothing can now separate us from the true light. Let me read to you the promise of Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regardless, guarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why? Because Jesus is the true light who came to dispel all darkness. We now can overcome the darkness of this world. The darkness may be intimidating, overwhelming, but it will not vanquish us because our hope is in the risen King. He will also one day, we will also one day, and this is our hope, friends, we will also one day rise with Him. Let me end by reading Revelation chapter 21. If you're discouraged right now, brothers and sisters in Christ, this is our hope. Revelation 21, 20 to 25. And I saw no temple in the city, for, it is temple, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty and the Lamb. Verse 23. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. Its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into. Verse 25 and last. And its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. To this end, let us pray.
Father, thank you for sending the true light, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who dispelled all darkness. Thank you for you had made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.